Hey, this is Sad Boys FC. Uh, I did I'm not Jiggly. realize you immediately started. There was no, there was no wind up. There was no, there was no start. There was just, oh, hey, we're doing it. I was looking at a tweet criticizing St. Louis for wearing a pink jersey and calling it red. Uh, I'm odd on, by the way. It's magenta, isn't it? Would you call me? It, it's magenta. No, fuchsia. It, you, actually, it's fuchsia. It, if you're a dude, you should only know like ten colors, bro. Once you start getting into like sub colors, like <laughs> teal and stuff like that, then you, you're in trouble. I paid attention to the crayons that I was eating. <laughs> um, the, what? Rip roaring start this week. Rip roaring start. Yeah. Um, and I have to. Uh, I, or at least I. It's not something that like, oh, yeah, people are going to force me to do this, but it's something that like it doesn't feel right to sort of like walk into, especially something like Sad Boys, which is like we're going to have fun for like two hours. I can't really walk into this and then not address like some other things that happened this past week. Um, I put out a column uh, called We Are Chicago last week. Um, My original plan was to, you know, I wanted to write something that's like, oh, yeah, like sort of the idea was a rallying cry, but almost like. I want this to be something that's like red in the locker room almost like I, that was the original plan. And then I sort of started developing that in my head and I started thinking like, there's a lot of things that I'm saying in here. You know, if I'm, if I'm writing it, it's not just going to locker room. Well, you know, want to have it involve the fans as well. And I started thinking there's a lot of parallels between this and stand and deliver uh, written by Brandon kitchens back in 2007. And I thought, well, I want to try to connect the two uh, sort of, Instead of trying to, you know, walk in and like replace everything, I wanted to be like, oh, I can see where this is all paralleled. And I don't want to just write this and then not acknowledge that stand and deliver exists. And so I tried to connect the two and I. I thought it it was I think the best way to put it is like I thought I I think I was just trying to pull off a heat check as a writer thinking that oh yeah i'm good enough to do this i've been doing i've been doing well so far i'm good enough to write something like this and you know actually take a delicate touch to combining these two uh pieces but i was not a good enough writer um and there were some things in there that made me sound like i was uh disparaging brandon uh and uh his life experience and i did not intend to do that i never meant to write anything about him you know the the piece started out as something completely separate and you know there's a lot of people that were very angry with me on twitter uh because you know but it if you if you didn't read the piece and you saw all of the all of the uh backlash you'd have thought that i was writing something like an uh, an attempt at an expose on brandon which the piece was never meant to do that and yeah the First few paragraphs, I understand the uh, I understand the backlash behind it, and I never I never meant to you know say anything about him. So I think I'm gonna keep going in circles, but like that's that's the main thing. I didn't mean to I didn't mean to say anything about Brandon that was anything negative, and I apologize. I I reached out to. Uh, a couple of the people who knew Brandon personally who were angry at the piece and you know I haven't gotten back from that but I reached out to them uh 
to try to give a personal apology. And uh, I just uh, I just sent out my apology today or the day before this comes out. So, yeah, that's. Yeah, so. uh, yeah I, uh, I I was asked to like, oh, take down the piece. But I think that there is a very strong part of that piece isn't that there it, it's more about the reading of the piece. And as I said, it's on me as a writer not being good enough to clarify a lot of things that I was saying. Because a lot of that piece was about reaffirming Stand and Deliver, reaffirming uh, the challenge that Brandon had placed before the, before the fan base. So I, it, I'm not taking it down. But I think that the important thing about not taking it down is that I want to say that it's not about him. It is about the challenge that he presented. And it is about uh, reaffirming uh, your commitment and reaffirming my commitment, reaffirming the fan base's commitment at, you know, what he said, which was, you know, make Chicago known for all time. That is what we should be trying to do. And I messed up in trying to capture that properly and I didn't do it properly. But that's not to say that the entire piece needs to be thrown out. Yeah, I read the piece and it kind of just reminded me of like the whole thing we used to talk about back in the day where I had absolutely no connection to supporter culture i was just dude that showed up to game so i don't really understand the whole like point of it but i i know that you weren't trying to call out a man like that so you know it is what it is sometimes people read an article and they'll they'll not intentionally misinterpret they'll just kind of see it a different way and you just gotta stick to your guns sometimes I have not written anything recently my hopefully my river light article does not have similar backlash i'd be very surprised if it did I don't think anyone should be beefing with Riverlight FC at this point. Not yet. Except maybe DeKalb. That hating-ass DeKalb <laughs> County team. I don't know. My, da- my dad's been talking about wanting to go to one of those games. Good for him. <laughs> we, 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 need, we need to... Well, this, we have do season not, tickets do to not, the house. Do not, do not start saying we as like you and I start making some outlandish No, no. Now. I'm saying my dad and I. My dad and I have season sure. tickets to, to the house. So like, hopefully, hopefully we don't have just like no games where we will see each other anymore. Hopefully we can meet up at house games. If we ever have a house game, because they still haven't announced that. But we have to also... Oh, yeah, they changed the like the... Premier. Yeah, they, what? They changed the entire Midwest Premier League. We can talk about that later when we get to... Uh, just before MLS. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk first? Because uh, I feel like it's wrong for me to have a, an apology and then immediately jump into the next topic that I have for myself. <laughs> so What's can you go... Is going to be another 20-minute preamble? <laughs> Where you, you say you have a pre-written and then just start fighting for your life to say the words, even though you decided the point. Um, uh, I woke up at 2 p.m. today. That is because I, I slept. Uh, I stayed up until 5 a.m. yesterday. My parents went to Lake Geneva, so I, I got the house to myself. And I was playing video games until like 1 a.m. I'm like, you know what? I'll just stay up till 5 a.m. I got no job. I got nothing to do. Might as well do this while I can. So I did. Did you just do it like intentionally, specifically for that? <laughs> yeah, I was like, when else am I going to get a chance to stay up until 5 a.m., you know? Might as well do it. And then uh, I didn't really gain much from it. It was it was weird waking up this morning and realizing we were at 2. And apparently it's like the most beautiful day in February history. It's like se- it's almost 70 well, degrees it, it's a bit of a it's, – it's concerning, obviously. Oh, but yeah, we're, like- all gonna, <laughs> we're all going to die, apparently. It's, uh, it's going to be like 70 degrees again tomorrow. 
and then it gets back down to like 40. I, what's, we're we're finished. It's going to be pretty nice for the for the fire game on on Saturday. Yeah, but no, but big business is making money, so that's all that matters at the end of the day. Um, <laughs> so there's that. But the good duality is that even though I did sleep from 5 a.m. to 2 p.m., I did fix up my resume yesterday finally, so I can now like start actually applying for jobs with like a decent looking resume. So that's nice. And now I got to talk for five minutes, which means another 20 minutes of jiggly time. That's the <laughs> conversion rate this episode, it seems. Okay, the big reason why I was like, uh, why, why I put this in there is because I thought that you would have some have like something to say about it as well. But I just found out before we nope. started recording, you never actually watched the original Avatar. Not in the slightest. I, which, I never had was, any that interest That was my in that thing show. growing up on. Like, I grew up on Avatar. And like, I even have like the comics, uh, some of the comics for it too. Uh, it's still in my bookcase. Uh, and yeah, I really love, I loved Avatar when I was a kid. Uh, I still love Avatar. I really love Korra, but that is a completely different story. Uh, but like, <laughs> but uh, well, Korra's a continuation of Avatar. <laughs> uh, but uh, I finally watched the new Netflix Avatar and dear God, it sucks. There is so much wrong with it. There is, there, there, but the thing is, is that like, there's a bunch of people that I've like heard say like, oh yeah, it's, you know, it's like, it's not good, but it's not like the worst and it's not as bad as M. Night Shyamalan's uh, version of it. It's like, yeah, I guess, but like, that doesn't make it, that doesn't even make it a solid seven out of 10. If M. Night Shyamalan's uh, The Last Airbender is, I wouldn't rate it a one, I would rate it a two, honestly. Uh, because there's only one show that I will, one show or anything that I'll ever put at a one exactly. But uh, like, I'll give it a two. If that's a two, this is like a f- a four or five. <laughs> that is how bad it is. Because like, yeah, it's better, but it's not like good or watchable for anybody who cares about writing, <laughs> uh, who cares about uh, direction, who cares about. Uh, you know, some of the performances were bad as well. And who cares about Avatar as like a series? They changed so much about it. And I find it hilarious because I think I was meant like last year when they were coming out with like stuff about uh about like all of the ch- about the changes that they were making. It's like, oh, we're making Sokka less sexist. Uh we're making we're we're uh we're we're making sure that Aang is, you know, more focused on, you know his goals and like getting stuff done and you know he needs to make it to northern uh to to northern water tribe they basically erased all of the actual like nuance in it they have a bunch of repetitive writing to drill into your head oh wait this is this is something that's important guys this is something that's important we're going to say this over and over again that he is master of all four elements that only comes in like i think i think they say that line twice within the first three episodes and they don't need to talk about that ever again <laughs> yeah that's one of the only things i actually knew about it yeah they say that over and over uh and also like there's they they took out Sokka being sexist and in turn made the show as a whole more misogynistic <laughs> somehow by making him not sexist they made the show misogynistic because they turned Sokka from a comedic relief character who's wrong and arrogant about everything, who is learning and develops and grows as a character and realizes, oh, my way of thinking was wrong. Instead of that, 
no he's already really cool and like he does cool stuff and like sometimes it doesn't work out but like he's so cool dude um and they did that and then katara who is genuinely like honestly she works almost as the leader of the group outside of ang uh she's incredibly important she's got a like you know very interesting personality uh that is developed from trauma obviously because every single one of these characters has trauma but like such an interesting character and really fun if I, I hate using the word fierce but whatever like fun fierce personality they turn her into quiet girl doesn't talk very much just wants to be alone just just wants to hide like that is that that is the most sexist writing that i've ever seen what a nerf and so, uh is this supposed to be like a, a remake directly of the original series or is this yeah. like a so yeah. that's that's the weirdest thing then. And then there's another character, Suki, who, you know, the original, she is a she is a literal warrior. Like she she kicks ass. She is amazing. And uh the big storyline with between her and Sokka is, you know, Sokka shows up and it's a group of like, you know, women warriors, and he's just like, Well, I'm a man, so I'm just better than you inherently. And he gets his ass kicked and he is humbled and he learns, you know what? I was wrong. I'm sorry. I want to learn from you. That is so important. That is such an important storyline. And instead, it's they show up to the to, to the uh, to, to the island where these warriors are, and Suki is immediately horny. <laughs> hey, she's well, like she, she she she's she's immediately simping for Sokka, and it's just like I you have turned. Two characters into quiet nerd and absolute like uh, lovesick puppy, like sex pest. Oh, that, wait, not that type of horny. More just like the the oh. longing off to the side. Although she does uh, stare at him with his shirt off. Like, okay. what is? Uh, how are you? It, it, it's almost the same exact thing with like Cowboy Bebop, where they uh, insisted on this one specific character who was like very clearly like. Uh, a, a, like it's a very trans story that uh, that this character goes through with uh, not with you know not identifying with the gender that their uh, with the gender that their body has now with the or at least you know not identifying with the sex that their body is they have a different gender. They instead said something about like we're gonna right the wrongs of the anime and we're gonna make this character non-binary from the very beginning and we're gonna give them they them pronouns. It's like no, I'm talking about here. <laughs> You took an actually very poignant story and then said, oh, wait, I think I know what you're trying to do. No, that's not what you're trying to do. That's, there's so much other stuff, but that's like the main thing that I really have an issue with. <laughs> you just got to speed run the character development nowadays. Jiggly. It just makes it easier for everyone. Anymore. Who cares about an they arc? You, you they, have, they the, you have the answer. Yeah. You have to tell people this is the bad guy, this is the good guy. They don't mix. This is this is why the bad guy is bad. But that's because we have no media literacy. And I've and you know what? Fifteen minutes at a baseball bat in a room alone with George W. Bush. Um. <laughs> I I think you had a stroke at the end of that segment, but I'm just going to move on because if I, I don't, then it'll be another twenty minute segment. No, I'm kidding. No, I, I, honestly, I think I that out. <laughs> Uh, it's like, oh man, that's a threat to somebody, isn't it? I have to bleep that out. But my point is more just like, we the education system. I don't think you have to censor a threat to George W. Bush. <laughs> I don't think he's listening to this. 
I don't think uh, anyone's going to think George W. Bush is in any danger right now. Yeah, obviously no one is in danger when I say anything. <laughs> Honestly, I'm, I'm the one who's more in danger when I talk. Uh, but what, what has failed us? That there's a lot of people, you know, the whole like the the curtains are uh, the curtains are blue whole thing because it was a joke when we were kids. Yeah, because it was a joke when we were kids about like, oh yeah, you know, like oh it, we we're not going to actually need this and this is stupid. But then you actually learn later on in life. Wait a second, this is just media literacy and making sure that like sure there might not be any meaning there, but we should probably check just real quick just to see. Oh no, this is bad. Like it, it, there's there's such a lack of nuance, or a, not not a lack of nuance, but a lack of ability to view nuance with uh within like honestly our generation and younger definitely. So yeah, it's it like when sucks. I watch wrestling. Where sometimes I'll watch wrestling, I'll just kind of turn off my brain. I'm like, ah, oh, this is fun. And then everyone, people on Twitter, are like, look at these meta details in the storyline. I'm like, hold on, what? I was watching dudes slam each other around. I mean, oh, but it's the not thing, like that. Like, the thing is, like, in that sort of situation, that is fine. But, like, when you're trying to create, like, entertainment that had meaning before, and then you take all the meaning out of it, it's like, so then what are you doing? Like, sure, wrestling is just a bunch of dudes, you know, throwing each throwing at each other. That's fine. And that's what it was meant to be. But then you have something that was, like, meant to have, like, a very interesting story about, like, you know, about, um, about, you know, war essentially like children living in wartime that is so such a complex thing and you know uh, maturity growing up trauma uh, childhood trauma like that is such an interesting in this story and then they just sort of got rid of it and said you guys want to see these guys fight right cool we'll do that <laughs> i was so annoyed i was so annoyed a couple weeks ago because i said i really like cora so annoyed a couple weeks ago when I saw people comparing Aang and Shonen battle protagonists, and it's like, oh, who could beat who? Let's see. Oh man, Aang could totally beat up Korra. Any of this is about <laughs> Goku beats everyone. Uh, wrong. Uh, my mom. My mom would win. My okay, that, that's sad, boys. That's what we're gonna end on this episode. <laughs> we're gonna have this be the worst episode in recorded human history. Go on, just you yelling for 90% of it and then ending with my mom can beat Goku. <laughs> that's my favorite joke to say to, to say the to those sort of people, though. <laughs> my mom could beat Goku anyway. So, do you remember when I was talking about the Brayman segment about the European dream and stuff like that? And then Tim was saying how I, I'm setting myself up to get hurt. That almost happened this weekend where they tied 1-1 at home to last place Darmstadt. You know, it's it's still like a, a result. Like, it's still a point. But it's like, damn, you know, that's kind of like a game you really want to win. But it is what it is. It's just one of, like, you know when you're playing FIFA and you just have one of those games where you just get frustrated and you're like, why, why, why player is not good right now? And then you don't lose, so you're like, that's not bad. But then you realize you still should have won anyway. The game also ended... Yeah. With the Bremen goalkeeper having a back pass intercepted and the other guy scoring to win the game in stoppage time. And then the referee calling it back for handball, thankfully. That was almost one of the toughest endings to a game I've seen in my life. Because uh, Bremen well, already I'm gonna fights be talking. for a damn's life just have a tie game. 
I'm going to be talking You're gonna about be talking? Fire. And Shocking. All... Well, no, like later Sorry. on, I was like, well, I'm going to talk about Fire. I'm also going to talk about the J-League game that I watched and I told you about. Like, There's a yeah. bunch of just randomly late game like, oh, God. So, yeah, that was unfortunate. They got some results to go their way because I know Freiburg lost to Augsburg. But then, unfortunately, Hoffenheim beat Dortmund somehow. So it's a, to bring back a, a favorite phrase of mine from back in the day, it's a monkey knife fight. In terms of Europe. So let me find the standings real quick because I saw a picture earlier. So between seventh place and fifteenth place in the Bundesliga, there is a five point gap. Literally between European football or the spot right above the bottom three is five points. So I'm very well might go from European dream to having Bremen end the year in like fourteenth, which I don't think will happen. And the big thing is they play Hoffenheim this weekend. They play them on Sunday. And Hoffenheim is literally the team tied on points with Bremen for that seventh spot. So that'll be... We actually got like a big boy Bremen game this week, which, which should be fun. I am still scared, though, because as Tim said last week, it is the hope that kills you. And once you start dreaming, that's when things really start to hurt, you know? Oh, Paulo Dybala got a hat-trick today. Good for him. Um, the rest of Europe, you know, you know I don't care. But I will say... That Ten Hag dude, really ass. <laughs> so I've discovered, because I've stopped watching United because I know it's, it's useless until he leaves, right? This is the second but, time. I know this is our fifth year of doing this, actually. <laughs> this is our fifth season. Uh, but, like, it's the second time within us having this podcast that you have said that you are done watching United until this, until this coach leaves. Yeah, because, I mean... <laughs> it's, it's the it's second not, time. <laughs> You can't even blame me either, because if you, if you have to watch a team coach by Ole Gunnar Solskjaer or Eric Ten Hag, you would just stop watching, because like... I don't know, I had to watch a team coached by Frank Yallop once. Yeah, but you would also... <laughs> you would watch the fire if they literally put a man on the street as coach. You do Honestly, not that care. seems really interesting. <laughs> yeah, you do not care, Jiggly. I'm you, there for the you, narrative. <laughs> I had realized this, which we could talk about in the fire segment, but because it, it reminded me with your whole article thing where we have such different approaches, or at least had in terms of the fire, where you are part of like the fan culture that believes that like you have to back the team and try to help the team be better by consistently supporting them, even when like things aren't going badly and they're doing dumb things. Or, and then in comparison to literally the article I wrote, was if sports team not trying and not doing well, would stop caring. That's a very because, that's that's a very capitalist point of view you got there, eh? For me, how's that capitalistic? Uh, taking away your money. <laughs> what? What do you mean taking away my money? Well, no, no it's not supporting. Like, it's not a financial protest. I just, I just don't care about them anymore. Well, yeah, Why? that's 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 like a very specific that that is a very capitalist thing. Meanwhile, uh, meanwhile, socialism is let's fix it. But we can't fix it. I can't. I can't make the team fire Ten Hag. <laughs> What am I supposed to do? I'm just gonna stop watching then. I don't. I, I'm like I don't even pay to watch. I don't pay Man United anything. They, they've not been financially. That's true. I don't think my the TV rating of me no longer watching will financial impact minimal. Line. Yeah. So that's why I'm just. It's it, it's. I love the Bo Burnham mechanic example so much. Like you go. Imagine you go to do it. He's like, I'm not doing that. You're like, okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna come back next week. I believe I'm in you. I'm gonna come back next week. I believe in you. <laughs> if I just if I keep encouraging him, maybe he'll he'll figure it out. <laughs> Honestly, that is how I like. I will be honest. If that is because of how 
so non-confrontational I am about a lot of things, I can see myself doing that with an actual mechanic. <laughs> Being like, oh, you're not working on it this week? Okay, man, just... Just may- hey. maybe you could make you maybe you could pick it up this week. <laughs> hey, look, wait, I'll come back. I'll give you like an extra like five percent. I'll pay a little extra. You can do I this, can- man. This waiter hates me. I'm going to give him a thirty percent tip, please. And then you're gonna, you're gonna start arguing with other people that go to the same mechanic about how you have to just believe in the mechanic. Just believe in the mechanic, man. He's got it. He's, he's God, totally gonna get it. Why'd you stop going to the mechanic? You're such a fake. <laughs> you're such a fake person, man. You gotta support him. You gotta he's support. Him. Like I believe in him. Like I've talked to him a couple of times. Like outside of him doing like work on the car, which he hasn't done any work on the car at least four months, but. <laughs> Guys, he told me he was gonna change. <laughs> he told me, he told me he 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 needs to find his toolbox. He ha- he lost it somewhere, and like I believe him. You know, I can't. I like, and also, uh, the only thing that he did was take the wheels off, so I can't actually take the car away from him anymore. <laughs> I also owe him ten thousand dollars, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it'll it'll pay out. That was the other thing. I, I randomly, because like I've had my cut off of the fire, but I, I forget that the fire is still happen where like the game was happening on saturday and my brain weren't watching no no but my my brain was like oh yeah clopas actually coaching this team right now (laughs) that's that's the thing we'll get to later uh so yeah long story short ten hog is awful um let let me let me tell you this tactical nuance that man you are doing right so it's a high press right jiggly the 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 forward line in the midfield is a high press and then the back line drops deep so that you is, park the bus while high pressing, and do you know what I that leads to? I believe that I have done I, I have done that on Football Manager a couple of times, but not like for any. I don't think I I don't remember what reason I decided to do something like that. I think it was just to see what would happen. Now, what's <laughs> funny is in FIFA that was actually meta one year because FIFA is not an accurate representation of a video game. But what happens in real life is if you have your midfield and forwards pressing and your defense dropping back. That you are butt ass naked open in the midfield if you're an opposing team player. There are so many clips online now of when Fulham play. Because uh, for context, Fulham beat Manchester United 2 1. And you know, I told you Ten Hogs has been getting very lucky. He almost got away with it again. They were terrible like against Fulham. Fulham. And then Man U tied right before stoppage time because of a Harry Maguire rebound goal. And the United still conceded again after. So that's what they deserve. But Man U have seven dudes, or I think it's six dudes that press the ball. They're all the way up the field. And then the other team gets the ball, they kick it to midfield, and suddenly they're on the counterattack. And there's so much space in midfield. And if you're Manchester United, that is not ideal. I'm not going to lie to you. I like um, Fulham. Good for you, buddy. <laughs> uh, anyway. Me too. Me too. <laughs> the, 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 the good for you or good for them has become my go-to now whenever someone just oh, adds something. Excellent. No, that's a... Uh, well. That that's also another another letter Kenny bit that I've picked up just to say in general is uh, good for them. That's ISS. It's good for them. <laughs> good for them. Like I, good I, I got that's good for cool. them. Um, so yeah, uh, I I cannot wait for the day Ten Hag is out. So unfortunately, it feels like no matter what, he will survive the season, which is whatever. But at least I know that I I will. It, it that's it's one of my go to quotes is I will outlive him. <laughs> I, I I outlived Oligar Solskjaer. I will outlive uh, Eric Ten Hag in terms of like them being at the club. So I just gotta I just gotta wait for that time to come. And Jose I mean, Mourinho is available. So let's just say that is the same mindset that uh, the Fire fans have had when it comes to uh, you know Houtman. When it still comes to heights, honestly, honestly, I, I 
I was thinking about this. If it wasn't for the whole other reason why I backed out, there's a non-zero chance I wouldn't even be watching the fire this year anyway. Because, like, as as you heard me say about United with Ten Hag and, um, like, uh, Ole, where I'll stop watching if I know the team doesn't care. I don't think I would have been able to get through the heights in Klopas extension as a fan without going, oh, what the hell? Screw this. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll be back next year. So that was interesting. Well, I mean, hey, the, you know what? The offseason, honestly, we'll get to it. I think a couple of the signings were good. One of the signings was trash. Well, because I, I was reading through your notes and I'm already concerned about a few things. Because um, <laughs> I didn't watch anything in there. My dad didn't watch the game in full. He watched MLS 360. So we saw bits and bobs. And then I saw random bits and bobs on Twitter that got through the, the quote-unquote hashtag filter I've got on now. But that's beside the point. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, Liverpool beat Chelsea in the Carabao Cup final. Pretty funny because Chelsea's team, like every player is worth $100 million, And they couldn't <laughs> beat a Liverpool team that was literally playing like 12-year-olds out there. Every, every Liverpool sub was an academy kid, which was really funny. And then they won an extra time anyway. So that's good for them. The club narrative continues. There's nothing else in Europe I give a damn about right now. So uh, Except screw Fenish Vados. The, remember that thing I told you about how everyone hates Bešić? The, his team lost in the European game they were playing. They didn't play him a single minute, even though everyone was asked that game. Their midfielders were so bad, and they just didn't sub him on anyway. But that's beside the point. So, yeah. Yeah, Japan time. They finally started the season. Uh, it's uh, uh, the, 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 game, the two teams that like we care about are... You know, it wasn't really that. Well, one had a good game. I didn't really pay attention to that. Serzo Osaka drew 2-2 with FC Tokyo. Uh, Kyoto Sanga salvaged a draw against Kashiwa with a 94th minute equalizer. And I found out that there was a game of the week uh, to watch. So I was very happy about watching that Saturday night. Uh, apparently, it, 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 was, it was Tokyo Verdi against Yokohama Marinos. And apparently, it's a rematch of the first J-League game ever back in the 90s. That was interesting. Nice. And it finished with Marinos winning 2-1. That is an important detail. Uh, Literally within the first five minutes, the Marinos goalkeeper was almost immediately sent off after assaulting a man outside the box. (laughs) He went out there. Uh, They did go to VAR to to think about giving him a red card because like the foul itself, like he just, he just hacked that man's legs. He ran out. The guy shielding the ball with his body and the goalkeeper just tries to move around him and just hack at his thighs to try to get to the ball uh that was already a yellow card and they're looking into getting maybe a possible second yellow card in the same exact play for a handball <laughs> uh so yeah they didn't give the handball but it was a free kick and that was immediately with an absolute banger uh so tokyo verity is up one nil uh, all the way through this game, uh, Marinos's defense sucked the entire time. Uh, like, I-, I think I told Adnan about a couple of the cases where it's like, there's this one guy who's drib- who dr- dribbled through three dudes. This guy is not good, but he's dribbling through three dudes and then barely, barely gets stopped by the, by the keeper. I don't like Verity did not have the actual quality. And you are seeing that because it's like, oh, this guy is like completely free, and then they pass behind him. Like the defense does not know what they're doing. They're leaving one man open the entire time, and of course, they're just not. Verity's just not skilled enough to get that and actually use it. But they're winning. 
until finally in the second half, the Marinos offense actually started to like do stuff. Uh, the defense didn't get any better, but the offense did. Uh, they drew a penalty off of a handball in the 88th minute, and the 93rd minute, uh, Marinos got their own banger to win it uh, from just inside the box. It was like a kind of turn and shoot. So yeah, ended 2-1, just like the first game. Good opening day stuff. It, honestly, that 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 it was it, it was definitely a game of the week, and it was very interesting to watch. You were messaging me about it at what like midnight? Which yeah, because that's when it's on. <laughs> because I I usually go to sleep at like midnight max, and then I was up at like one thirty because you know I was staying up, and then I'm like, oh, let me ask Jiggly if I can if we can do Sadboys a bit later in the day, and of course you're still on. I'm like, why is Jiggly on, man? Oh, last night. Yeah. Last night, yeah. Last night I was arguing with people about Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. I just, I simply replied, yeah, of course you are. Good, <laughs> good, good stuff, man. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to sit on the balcony, by the way, because it's so nice outside. Oh, never mind. My parents just got here. I will not be doing that. Man. Um, no, I will be going into my room, but we can continue. Uh, so moving on to uh, the Wii League, they are coming back this weekend. So we will have Wii League soccer sometime soon. There uh, will be a Wii League update, actually. There will be a Wii League update next week. Uh, they're finally back at it this weekend with Sendai versus Osaka on Saturday, and Jeff is up against Nagano on Sunday. Jeff. 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 And okay. of course, this is when Tim starts talking smack about our game plan ever changing. Now we actually have stuff to put into it. He's, he's gone. <laughs> okay, but actually, uh, Saturday night, it was because I'd gotten a message from Fub saying that, like, oh yeah, Jeff United is about to start in 15 minutes. And I was like, man, I kind of want to watch that. I was like, wait a second. There's nowhere to watch that. <laughs> and so I decided, I was like, oh, well, do they have any J League games on YouTube right now? Oh, yeah, Game of the Week. And it was a good Game of the Week. You know, anyway, shout out J League for just putting the random ass game on YouTube, not like no GeoLock or anything. Yeah, just one. Just one game a week is just up there. That's Which is bad. really, it was really interesting because it's like, it's J League International, but it's mostly, you know, it's for an English speaking audience. And, uh, then the chat is just a bunch of Hangul. It's uh, it's all in Korean. <laughs> nice. I found that hilarious. Because <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, commentary is in English, and then the chat is just all in Korean. <laughs> Before we get into MLS, we're just going to hard jump back into it. Um, good good little fun fact, the Midwest Premier League, the, how, the Chicago House League, did announce promotion relegation. So that's cool. Uh, in the very House's weird form of promotion relegation. Hey, look, man, they only got like 11 teams or something. That's what so I mean. Like, steps. it's a very weird form of promotion relegation. It's like, huh, you don't have the room. You don't have the space to do this. I mean, you, you only need two leagues for promotion relegation, to be fair. It's like in FIFA where you say like you have the first, uh, you have the, the La Liga and then the Liga 2, and that's it. So you can't actually well, I mean, much it's the lower, question, but you know it's, it's the question. It's the question of like whether you're able to, uh, what, what, what will constitute as a league. What Teams is a bit little. Yeah, that's true. I mean, but at that level, I mean, a 10-game season, that, that's enough because they're just such little in terms of resources, stuff like that. But it's something. So yeah, the conference that they're in has, I think, 11, no, 13 teams maybe total. So there's six in the first division, seven in the second division. No, flip-flop. Seven in the first, six in the second. They didn't say how many teams will get promoted and relegated, but technically speaking, there will be a merit-based promotion relegation in American Soccer League, which is good to see. I mean, I know you 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 talk about how kind of stupid some of the pro people are, which is a side point, 
but like pro well is the um, ideal in soccer. So it's nice to see it somewhere. We're never getting it at MLS. Hopefully, pro well can outlive MLS like I outlive Eric Ten Hag. But yeah, you know. All right, we got MLS. Uh, so uh, first up is scab refs. The 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 uh, MLS had to start the season with scabs. Uh, at refs, uh, which, you know, you can call them replacement refs, but like, you know, the proper term for that is a scab. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, And it is is very interesting that I think the fire had the best scab crew, which is very funny with how much the Philly fans hated the officiating. I think that was the, that was the game with the best crew. Uh, I'm going to mention it later, but like, yeah, they're, Honestly, all the calls were actually pretty dang on the spot. <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of I funny. Had, but there I are other games. much until the Miami game. I don't know if there's anything really bad Saturday. Yeah, it was, well, yeah, I don't think there was like anything terrible Saturday. But then the Miami game was one where it's just like, okay, what are you doing now? <laughs> that was where everyone is noticing, oh, right, scabs are bad, aren't they? <laughs> it means they're not trained or qualified to do this. Yeah. Which do you have? Well, you were about to talk about because I didn't actually watch that game. I saw the you know couple of clips from the other stuff with it. Jiggly, I didn't watch a single damn minute of MLS soccer. I just I can't get into it because of the whole Open Cup stuff. But I saw tweets about it, and actually, our boy Tim had uh, not a viral post, but his tweet has been getting picked up. So that's good. Where he put he tweeted a video of an absolutely <laughs> terrible call in the Miami LA game. Where an LA midfielder, Marco Delgado, got a second yellow despite not making contact. And that led to two great uh, bits of dialogue on the ha- on, on MLS Twitter. For the first one was obviously that the MLS replacement refs have no idea what they're doing. My buddy does like refereeing and like collegiate levels. And he was saying the MLS ref pointed the wrong way twice to start the game <laughs> in terms of like calling fouls. So there's that. Yeah. And there's, then it, like, it's, it's a different, like, some of these refs were fine. Some of these refs were absolutely terrible. I think yeah. that uh, like the first game, there were a couple of rough decisions made. Not not the first uh, the first game on Wednesday. I'm saying the first game like earlier on Saturday, which I believe was Columbus against. Um, damn, who was Columbus playing against? I don't have that one up, but I, I know I know it was Columbus because it was at Columbus. Uh, which that one was like there was a bit of a talk of talk about like the refs being like oh that's not very good like it's you know it's not very well done and uh, yeah or at least like that the other thing was how long a lot of these VAR checks were taking and especially in that uh, Miami game especially yeah not just the Miami game it was uh, I think it was that Columbus game because it was Columbus no it was LAFC Seattle that there was like a bunch of like VAR checks that were taking way too long and that they were waiting way too long to actually say anything about them, which that is a part of the new rule. And they keep saying like, Oh yeah, the new rule where they actually announced this sta- to the well, no, uh, stadium. They, they said they're not following the new rules because of the scab refs. Yeah. Which is very funny that I kept hearing it on the broadcast. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> that they were saying that. That they're saying, like, yes, it's a new rule this season. It's like they're completely not even acknowledging that they're scab refs. <laughs> because it's MLS, obviously. And uh, Apple TV, the quote-unquote, like, analysts aren't doing a damn thing, you know? 
It's, it's like uh, what, people have been calling out like Taylor Twelman is a, a great example where Taylor Twelman really used sucks. to be like a great voice yeah, for U.S. soccer and then MLS started paying him money directly and he just doesn't say anything anymore. Well, I wouldn't Which say that. And I wouldn't say that in terms of like paying him money directly, but I think it's more that because um, the thing is like I don't like immediately calling someone out as a shill because <laughs> I feel like that is the that, that's it's way too easy to do, you know? It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I guess you obviously you'd say that he's a shill, but there's got to be some other reasons there. And I think that there is an underlying reason with him being that like, I, he, he probably got yelled at a few times even before he was hired by MLS with, with some of the stuff that he was getting. So like, you know, and, and also when Messi came into the league, they would only like, I'm pretty sure Taylor Twelman is like his personal commentator in MLS. Eh, so, yeah. Sometimes it's easy to be easy. Yo. Yeah. I Okay. I'm it's trying to fault. figure out what I'm trying to figure out what that joke was. <laughs> I wasn't even supposed to be a joke. It's it's um Yeah. So it's some some sometimes spade is spade. Whatever. On Sunday, uh, MLS failed to get a single goal until like what, maybe ten at night. <laughs> it took until like the seventieth minute or something of the Miami game for a goal to be scored on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, there were three I think different games. <laughs> I was checking in. I'm like, oh, nice. It's still zero zero. Man, uh, this is something that you added in. From MLS? What did I? Yeah, add? I didn't write that. Oh, does the MLS hate the fire? What really got me is that um, because right before the season started, MLS announced we talked about the Kai Wagner thing before. Yeah, but so the, the MLS turns takes away the um Kai Wagner suspension, which makes him eligible to play the fire, and then shortly after they announced that Miazga Matt Miazga suspension had also been reduced, which means that he will now be available to play the fire. Because remember, a lot of fire fans were like, "Oh, nice, we get to play Cincinnati without Miazga," and MLS said, "Ah, hell no." Nah. So that's funny, at least. And I know, like, uh, some people might actually believe it because I know you even yelled at me about this back in the day where the MLS hates the fire. Oh, yeah, no, it's still my conspiracy theory. It's my favorite conspiracy theory in MLS. You definitely should believe it now considering what just happened with these suspensions. Yeah, very suspiciously timed. Yeah, so that's just funny, I thought. And and the thing is, is, like, both of them were shortened. It's like, Wagner's was shortened just for the fire, and Miazga was not... Did not play this weekend. It was shortened to end next weekend. <laughs> like very specific. So yeah, uh, the final thing in MLS is uh, something to make Adnan happy. Chris Armas absolutely demolished by Phil Neville. Uh, Portland Timbers stomp Colorado Rapids four to one. All four Portland goals were scored in the first half, so like and Phil Neville didn't really have to do anything. Yeah, it wasn't even though they beat him four one. It was it was three <sighs> zero after thirty minutes to yeah. start the season. So, uh, you know, everyone feels real bad about Georgie because he could have come back home to the fire and instead, <laughs> instead, MLS rules are the way they are. And now he's got to play for Colorado. A poor kid, poor kid. Hopefully he can still get some good numbers and get back to Europe at some point. Well, I mean, th- th- this was, you know, the move back wasn't really motivated by playing time or anything. It was like personal reasons. So. Yeah. But man... Gotta feel bad for the guy. Uh, yeah, now we move on to uh, the fire, which 2-2 draw with Philly. 
I, you know, the reason why it, it worked when you weren't watching games the last time you weren't watching games on the show is that we had RJ who could just come in, give the summary of the game, and then I could just start talking. Oh, yeah, because you don't know how to do a summary of the game. I don't know how to do happen. summaries. <laughs> I, you would always start you would always start talking to the fire and then I'd realize you'd just start blabbering so I'd have to go all right hold on here's what happened real quick <laughs> here's what happened in the game and now we, I, we don't have that we have me just immediately starting to just like go off on the game so there's a bunch of stuff here that is completely out of order that I just like oh yeah I had a thought about this I had a thought about this so wait, what, what, what were the what were the key events that happened in that game first right off the bat like who, um, who scored and when you you well, can learn how to do this. Shigley. Well, I think I think I think the big thing first is Andrew Gutman's injury in uh, like the fifth okay. in the third minute. Well, Shigley, no, that, that, that changed read, a lot of the game. Have you not ever written a match report before? You I haven't written a match report. Score in, I haven't written like a match report scored. in three years, dude. <laughs> like imagine imagine you read a match and like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna downplay the injury obviously because it, 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 I assume is a big deal and I could very much impact the entire season. But imagine some dude reads an article like, oh, I wonder what happened in this game. Oh, oh first thing, there's an injury. All right, but who, who won the game? Wait, who scored? Oh, wait, I no. Said, the, the guy's doing an, an analysis. The, the guy's doing analysis on the freaking lineup now. Okay, cool. Just wonder what happened in the damn game. Sorry, go on. <laughs> no, also, okay. for, for fire segments from now on, I'm going to add my points in after. I'm going to underline them just so we know what, what's coming from my brain. Because yeah. I will learn about some things through here that I did not know about that happened in the game. So I'll be fun. So, um, yeah, I guess, I, I guess then, so goals, you want goal. I do have actually the who scored page pulled up, so I can just give that specific thing. And 39th minute, uh, Goody scores. It was an absolute banger from the outside of the box. Nobody expected Goody to um, do anything, honestly. Or, <laughs> he has not taken shots. He doesn't take shots ever. So it's really nice to see him take a shot finally. And it was from outside the box. It's a beautiful goal. Uh, that was the 39th minute, halftime, uh, 55th minute. Uh, Michael, I, I keep I keep wanting to say Yuri, like the uh, like Bre Brendan Yuri from uh, from 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 Fall Out Boy, but it's I think it's Ure, whatever. Oh, uh, 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 the Mikhail Ure, yeah. Ure, yeah, I think. Well, he scored in the 55th minute. I forgot specifically what happened. Uh, I probably wrote it in there somewhere in this massive box of text. Uh, 69th minute. This was the one that this was the one, like one of the two things in the, uh, in the game that I did not like the scabs refs doing 69th minute. They gave Brady a time wasting yellow. Nice. But they, they just went, they, they, they just, it just got tied up. Like, I, I know that they're like someone else uh, that I was talking about this said like, Oh yeah, you know, uh, he, he was time wasting from the moment that they went up. That's fine and mostly normal. Why is he getting time wasting in the 69th minute, right as the game has been tied up? What's going on? Like, why? Why do you hand out the card then? If he gets the time wasting card in the 85th minute after the fire's second goal, that's fine. That's normal. I don't know what's going on. 69th minute time wasting. <laughs> that sounds like a, a fire moment out of context, where it's the goalkeeper time waste for draw in like yeah. the 69th minute when I assume it was not actually his fault as you were saying it it, it can't be like that that, yeah. that makes no logical sense for a referee to do that uh 73rd minute 
Alan Acosta's first appearance. And uh, the reason why I mentioned Gutman getting injured is because Chase Gasper came on and he was taken off in the 73rd minute, which is weird. That's not good. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, also, Shakiri got taken off. Shakiri started with the armband, uh, which is a bit weird, and we'll talk about that later. Uh, also, Philly only had a single sub, and that was Bedoya coming on. What? On uh, the 79th minute. They only, they only had a single sub. Bedoya for Jack McGlynn. Uh, 82nd minutes. What's uh, going on in that league? Is there still five subs? Yeah. Yeah, the fire used all five subs. <laughs> oh, weird. Um, there were a bunch of goals that were called back for uh, Philly. Uh, I'll get into that later. I mean, I like I said, that's a, the, the, the the big box of Tylex over there somewhere that I haven't looked at yet. Uh, and yeah, 82nd minute, that was uh, Ferber's goal. You know what? Ferber's looked pretty impressive. He got the assist for Goody's goal, and then Goody got the assist for his goal. With the, both of them had, I don't. Actually, I don't specifically remember Herber's pass to Goody, but Goody's pass to Herber's was very nice. But the thing is, is that that was a absolute scramble in the box. The ball comes down. Uh, there's a wide open net off to the side. You know, he tries to shoot it. It gets blocked immediately, goes back. Goody chips it back over to Ferber's, and he finally hits it in. That, yeah, uh, like I saw the clip of that. That you know, might be one of the passes of the season already. That Gutierrez pass is insane. Like that Goody just shows is, how good that dude is, bro. Goody is ready. Uh, not not totally. That like I said, that he took a shot for the first time in his entire career. I think <laughs> uh, Goody's going to speed run his development though, and accidentally get sent away in, in the summer, where the fire going to be like, wait, this is too good balls. I don't know if that happens. Like the thing is, the thing is, is that like it's about whether there like there's interest from Liga Mackies for him, but not from Europe. That's what I've I've heard. Or at least that, that's what I remember hearing. There was interest from Liga Mekis, but not from Europe. And uh, the, both the Fire and Goody, neither of them really want him to go to Mekis. Uh, then uh, after that, you know, 87 minute, 88th minute, uh, 88th minute, Tom Barlow comes on. Uh, magic Tom Barlow comes on. And uh, 92nd minute, uh, Gazdag gets the equalizer. Really nice goal from Philadelphia. I saw that. I forgot what that one was. It was um, like three passes in a row and slammed it back post that it in. Oh, oh yeah. you, you watched the damn game, Jiggly. How you already never mind. I think no, there was one goal we're waiting to go to the bathroom. I I, I went to a watch party for this one. So, so so welcome to Sad Boys, where one guy doesn't watch the games, the other guy watches the games, I can't remember them. <laughs> I have brain damage, okay? <laughs> I have had many concussions. I have brain damage. Got more concussions than dollars. I'm sorry. That's my fault. Um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> now nah, you're right. Um, but uh, then 95th minute was probably the most interesting moment, which was uh, Tom Barlow magic. 95th minute, Philly bangs the crossbar on a corner, and then the immediate counterattack has Ferber sending an amazing pass over the line tom barlow's running onto it he's got a one-on with the keeper and uh he tried five hole and did not get that uh not sure if he had the room to round him probably should have tried for the chip you got to go for the chip in that point because you see goalkeepers going to the ground already this is not a good enough goalkeeper that you'd expect him to be able to be able uh, you'd expect him to be able to reach up this is that was an andre blake andre blake uh I was, was about to say, I'm like, going, what the hell? Why it was you, questionable going little... into this. 
No. Are you yeah, with Andre Blake? That Andre sense. Blake was questionable going into this one and then was officially ruled out. Uh, this was uh, uh, Oliver Semle, Semel, uh, Oliver Semel, Semle, whatever, S-E-M-M-L-E. You know, I mean, you said that name like three different times, so one of them's got to be right. One of them's got to be right. <laughs> no, yeah, now, you, now you can enjoy your 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 adventure of, of catching <laughs> Alice Chigley. Okay, good. Toby. That, was the, that was the damn near longest recap I've heard in my life, just to go over the goals, by the way. Look, man. Oh, I, also, did Kusina play? I do it. Uh, I think I thought he did, but now looking at it, like, yeah, I guess he didn't. Okay, so we'll get to that, I guess, maybe. But yeah, go, huh. go on, go on, Jake. You, you do you now. Let me just check this. He was on the bench, though, at the very least, because the other person I'm that person I'm bringing up, uh, Tobias Selkvist, uh, Toby, was not on the bench. He was a healthy scratch. Does That's he funny. suck? <laughs> That's funny. The Does he suck? Is he merely not good enough to play? Because in the preseason, he did not look good. And then uh, I remember at the town hall on once on this past Wednesday that like. Oh, yeah, because I didn't mention the town hall, but whatever. Yeah, I went to the, the, the town hall events and talked to some people, uh, important people. I talked to Eddie Rock and asked him about uh, what his route was when uh, Tom Barlow scores 10 goals and him having to walk all the way to New Jersey. But nice. uh it was interesting with Klopas talking about all of the different signings and like, you know, sort of giving explanations on them. And then when it came to Toby, he says, you know, all of our, all of our players, you know, that we get from, uh, from Europe, you know, they need some time to uh, get adjusted to the, uh, to the speed and the style of play in MLS. And he said that about Toby. <laughs> and Toby looks like a very lengthy, not fast man. Well, I mean, not, not about, not even about speed. That's a completely different discussion that I have to have, that I have to say about, Pineda and Shehos, but like, he—if he's not ready, that's a problem in it. Because he's—he's like a grown-ass man too. Yeah, he's a grown-ass man, and he was signed essentially to be Tehran's replacement once Tehran gets sold. Which you know, much like Goody, it's like there's not anything specifically about him, but I'm sure he's pushing for it. Yeah. So yeah, that, 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 it's a bit weird that Toby was a healthy scratch. Uh, I haven't heard anything about that yet. And another thing that I haven't heard anything about yet is Gutman's injury. It was picked up within three minutes because uh, what happened was is that I wasn't planning on going to a watch party, but then uh, Tim offered to drive me. <laughs> uh, so I got a ride from Tim. Uh, we were a bit late, so we're watching the game while still in, while still in the truck. Uh, and uh, yeah, Gutman just pulls up Man. Uh, and just, and just, you know, he, he walks a bit and then he just sits down in the center circle and yeah, he had to come off. It was completely non-contact. Uh, who scored says that he had only three total touches the entire game. Uh, and it looked when he was going for it, it looked like he was grabbing the back of his thigh near his knee, which is anywhere from a tweaked hamstring to a blown ACL, but he walked off under his own power. Which that is, is a not, very no. That just no, Jiggly. I've, I've told this story before. Unfortunately, uh, the time I learned that you can walk off an ACL injury was when I watched my my favorite player of all time, Obasic, get hurt, walk off the field in his own power, and I thought, okay, at worst to be out a few weeks, and then I or I read that he tore his ACL and was out six months. So you can't still walk off with a torn ACL, unfortunately. Um, I don't think he was holding the back of his thigh though. That should be ACL. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's it. It's in it's in an area where it's like 
if it is like a couple inches lower, that's that that is an ACL. Yeah. If it's a couple inches higher, then it's a hamstring. And if he walked off with a hamstring injury, then that means it's a pulled hamstring, probably like three weeks. Yeah, he minimum, probably had like a bad pull. Maybe. Like a yeah. like a hyperextension or something. Well, like you know, he's this, he's out there crying. Which this is, is going like... to age terribly now. Where as soon as this episode drops, they're going to confirm that he tore both ACLs somehow. <laughs> both of them somehow. The other no, larger society, I just gave it a, gave it a day off too. We will know more. Uh, not tomorrow. We will know more Wednesday. I think uh, after the game. I know that Alex Alex actually went to Philly for that one because you know easy drive from from uh, Syracuse, but. Uh, Alex said that he asked Klopas and then Klopas immediately started talking about Gasper instead. Not good. So yeah, that's a bit uh, concerning that, you know, he didn't even want to talk about it. I don't know if he asked any of the other players, but like, I don't think that's the right thing to do anyway. So whatever. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to get a little shady here. Not, not against uh, anything Alex has done, but um, Alex went to Philadelphia. Good for him. He he posted a picture. Like he was talking to, to Klopas post game, right? Like in the, the inter- interview room. And he'd done the same thing in Montreal last year. But when I went to Columbus, I was not allowed to talk to Frank Lopez or any of the team players after the game. I was specifically emailed that there is no Yeah. And I was specifically told that there is no uh uh in person post game stuff for an away game. Interesting. Damn. Just want to put that out there. Cause like it, it's only shit the fire wait, communications was it, team. Was it they after, didn't like me. Wait, I think wasn't that Montreal game after the Columbus game? Nope. Mod- oh, okay. Columbus was literally like the week after, and I saw Alex had posted photos. I'm like, oh, that's cool. So, uh, like, when I go to Columbus, I'll be able to actually like at least talk to Frank in person, and like him and the players will know I made the drive over there. And then the communications team told me, oh no, it's only going to be on Zoom. So I did a Zoom press conference despite being in the same stadium, but <laughs> I just wanted to possibly being next door. Yeah. So uh, the communication team just did not like me to be fair, but that's that's that became well, very apparent later on. Yeah, <laughs> that's done so anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I want I want to just put that out there because it still annoys me from time to time. But that's 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 beside the point now. I'm annoyed that Football Reference doesn't have anything for the game up yet. That's that's disappointing. Because who cares? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I gotta stop. I gotta stop. Well, they don't have yeah. any of the MLS games up, which is weird. Well, they, don't ma- they don't have they don't have like full match. It's it's their job. Damn it. Um, Bobby. But yeah, we have no updates on Gutman right now. Although has apparently gone back and rewatched it and said, like attempting to read lips, he thinks that he saw him say something at like pool. So could just be a pulled hamstring. Although that's uh, weird because he looked really distraught after. And the, basically, the idea of it is probably that like it's not that like oh he knows he's out for a long time. It's more this is his first game playing for the fire since like you know he was a kid and like finally being able to play for the fire and he's out immediately i think that's more about it rather than knowing he's going to be out for a long time yeah hopefully hopefully he's, he's that's what it kid. is uh chase gasper came in um based on what i what i was what i wrote there and what you probably read through what do you think his match rating on who scored is it's got to be below 6 i see he got a 7.7. 7. Um, <laughs> look, the thing is, is that somebody had a somebody actually got a got, got a better screenshot of his heat map. And you know what? Instead of instead of finding that, I'm just going to pull it up myself. But his heat map, 
you know how like Maggie really liked pushing forward? Just really liked pushing forward. Uh, here is a picture of Gasper's heat map, which you can see he spent most of his time in the opposing end <laughs> as a defender. <laughs> okay, how many dudes played in this game? Everyone apparently got to start. Because I was going to ask about this later, but like Herbers is still starting for this team somehow. Which Herbers I know start, he played Herbers well. Started, I know he played started well. over Acosta because Acosta apparently wasn't ready yet. How? Never mind. Never mind. What? But yeah. How was Acosta well, I mean, not ready yet? Well, technically, he did just like he only just signed like a couple weeks ago. And Kuipers has been playing is like midseason. And uh, Acosta has been through. Uh, an off season of not actually training with a single team, and he went to the he went to the championship, which you know what like means that you have a shorter off season, and he's not training with a team for an off, for the off season. So like you know, I guess I can see not starting him for this game, just this one, and the next game he starts. That's fine. Grown man, though. <laughs> the thing that I'm confused about is why it's Herbers and not Fede. But hey, Ferbers did well. Ferbers did well. But yeah, Gasper did not start. Gasper came on for Gutman. That was that your question? Yeah, I have an underlined point of I did not know Gaspar was there. Well, I did that's not because they the look fire the same. <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't know I didn't know like the fire had acquired this man named because I had heard that um, oh. <laughs> Gutman got hurt, right? And I got curious. I'm like, wait, who is the Flyers' backup left back? Because I, I didn't know who they would have subbed in. Yeah, and I just see some Chase Gasper. I just see some dude named Gasper. I'm like, who? Wait, what? Because I know Tim sent a picture of him earlier, but I just thought he like was talking about the random Houston dude. I'm like, wait, he's here now? No, I, I forgot what they traded for him. But so yeah. that's funny then, because I will usually see news like that because someone will tweet about it without the asterisk. I did not see a single thing about that trade. I think that was that's really like, funny. That had to have been within the same week. <laughs> that you got that you got pulled off of uh off really? that might have been so that was on. before Coopers and Acosta and all that yeah let me just check this he was traded um January 30th oh wow <laughs> oh they acquired him January 30th that would have been when I got laid off okay nice, <laughs> nice. so yeah I was doing with other things in my damn life at that moment in time Oh, and also, to quick note on Toby. So, Toby got signed when I was still covering the team. So, I did do a post about him. And, like, mostly the, the fire hashtag was positive. But there was one random dude who was like, guys, I don't think this is a good signing. He's like a European journeyman. He's not really solidified himself anyway. I don't know how good he's going to be. And, first of all, that guy might be proven very right. But, secondly, <laughs> for some reason, whoever was on the Men in Red account that day decided to reply to that guy saying, why do you believe this? Everyone's saying he's good. He's got to be good. And now that's going to be a very funny interaction if Toby ends up flopping, is Oof. what I'll say. I mean, I, Toby, looks like, Toby looks like a really nice man, so hopefully he, he, he gets to figure it figured out. Well, I mean, Ari Goni got, got the start uh, right, at right back. No, uh, of course, the good-looking guy gets the start. Shocking. Uh, uh Shihos uh Pineda was Pineda played center back, which Okay. Uh leave him there then. Gutman Please. obviously came off for Gasper. Okay. Uh Ferbers started and the midfield. And the thing in like I said, like he actually did really well this game. Well, <laughs> but he also had the he, had, he also had the Philadelphia bonus. He had the I Philadelphia think... bonus, yeah. But also, like, I think that in general. 
it really helped that Shakiri was actually running. <laughs> Shakiri was mobile. He was moving around. <laughs> no, it's like the there's a thing in, in the NBA called Bunny Night, where it's whenever it's like the first. It, there's certain days of the NBA season where all the players like jump higher and there's like a little bounce in their step. It's like the first game of the season, first game after All Star break. There's like a certain night of the year. It, was he just running because it was the first game of the season? He was like fully like had think- so much stamina. Well, like, it's, would you think it, that would be able no, to continue? Not, not, no, not about stamina. Just in terms of like actually like when he needs to move, he is moving finally. Because last season there was continue? a lot of like walking around. Like I'm not sure about continuing, but I know that he was he was doing that in the preseason as well. What we saw with like, oh, he's actually like getting mobile. He's actually moving, working into spaces instead of just like standing there waiting for the ball. He's actually moving around this this season. We'll see what happens next week then, but. He's actually moving around. And then you got Goody. You got Marin got the start over Mueller, which, I mean, I appreciate that. I think that Marin is a much better player, actually. Sure. And Mueller didn't even get on get onto the pitch. And I was I was a bit surprised that Kuiper started over, like, I kind of thought that it was going to be Barlow who'd start. And oh, no, then, that would have that been a bad look if you don't start your DP striker first game. Well, because because I was thinking the opposite of what I was told, which was like, oh, yeah, you know, oh, he's midseason. Oh, he must be t- a bit tired then. You know, he just got off the flight over here and, you know, give, give, give him a game to, you know, bring him on the 60th minute and he's going to change everything. That's what I thought was going to happen anyway. Uh, but yeah, then Fede got brought on Dean, Gasper, Costa and uh, Fede. Does, that's weird that Fede got benched. For Herbers, because it's Gaston out there. I swear, Gaston is a DP now. I swear that that's a, that's another side point that happened randomly. Where I'm just like, I, I had gone to Tim's profile to see something, and he had reposted, he had quote tweeted Alex's thing about explaining. I'm like, I'm reading through this. I'm like, wait, what? The, how how the hell is Gaston a DP again now? For so that's beside the thing. Just for roster reasons, solely which, yeah, for which roster reasons. Not even the fires fall. Just MLS is stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I did see. I'll be honest. Brady, his distribution was a bit. No, rough. no, no, no! Don't, don't start talking about goalkeepers' distribution, or else I'm gonna leave. I'm, I've had enough of this. I've had no, enough I'm of goalkeepers' no, distribution. It. I almost watched Brayman's goalkeeper, who's supposed to be good with his feet, give away a goal in the 90th minute because he tried to pass it to a center back. No, which isn't only- his fault. I like him, but stop with it. Oh, no, I'm not even saying with his feet. He oh. literally threw the ball directly at a Philadelphia attacker. So that was a okay. bit of a problem. That's not ideal. That might, <laughs> That's not what I mean. That, like, that man, there were a me. couple of moments where it's like, what are you doing over there, bud? It, it's hey. not like Gall, who like in the preseason game, like I'm watching this game. You know, I, I, I'm not fully paying attention to it because it's not a regular season game. So I'm not fully caring. I'm playing. I think I was playing NCAA. I just look back over and I just like, hey, the ball's up in the box. Where's Gull? And I just look up and oh, there's Gull over on the edge of the box on the far side of the box. And meanwhile, there's a there's an LAFC player standing right there in the six yard box about to head the ball in. Mm, no idea. <laughs> so it's not like that. I'm not there. I would I would never say to bench Brady. I'm just like, oh, there's something he's got to work on there. Eh? <laughs> that's something he's got to work on. Yeah, that's not ideal. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, let's see what else I put in here. That was a uh, yeah. That was all about Gutman there. <laughs> that was all about Gutman. Goody finally shoots the ball for once. I'm very happy that he's finally learned to shoot. Uh, 
Hey, this this I, I I said before if if he develops that final third goals and assist output, he's done developing, and you gotta get him out of here. He's yeah, and he's done he here. Got a goal and assist, yeah. So if uh, he, if he can, if genuinely if this continues for a month, and he's producing like a goal and an assist or one or the other every game, you gotta ship him out. And it's gonna be too like I don't think the fire will have any choice at that point. I think Europe's start come calling. Yeah, Good the goal uh, too. By the way, yeah. Uh, Multiple goals were called back for Philly in this one, but it's not like there were bad calls. Although the second goal that was called back, uh, the AR should have put his flag up because that's it. Look, I get it. Like, you know, you don't want to put the flag up and stop the play. But also it was like a cross that the play had developed already. This man is so far offside and then they finish the play and he doesn't put his flag up after the goal, go- after the ball goes in it is a clear offside and he does not put his flag up. And you have to wait until it goes to VAR. As I know what stupid. you mean. I will always disagree with that, though, because I'll never forget. I, I watched Manu concede a goal because Aubameyang runs in, runs in behind. He looks like he's 10 yards offside, and the flag puts the guy puts his flag up. Arsenal kick it into the net anyway. No, wait until after the ball is in the net. That's what I mean. Because he didn't put it up after the ball was in the net. They thought oh, that they had scored. No, he didn't put it up at all. We had to wait until VAR okay, to have it called back. Then. That's I, what okay, I mean. That's like, very funny. Let then. the play finish. Let the play finish. Balls in the back of the net. Great. Put the flag up. Because he's oh, okay. clearly offside. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's funny. Then. That, that makes sense. <laughs> that, that annoyed me so much. <laughs> I, it was also a replacement ref, to be fair. So maybe he genuinely just missed and he was ass. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. Actually, because I, I had this conversation with Alex. Yeah, I mean, refs actually did pretty damn well considering that there were scabs except for one ar <laughs> except for one linesman <laughs> that sucked and that was that guy <laughs> yeah. um Kuipers looks like he's getting where he needs to be and shakiri is actually running now like Kuipers, he seemed like a, st- a half step behind a lot of these guys but that seems more to be like you know oh he didn't know you know not fully meshing quite yet which that is something that i said that we're going to expect it within the first few weeks whether he will be a great goal scorer for this team or not we will expect for the first few weeks he's going to be a a step behind from the from the pass that's that that's normal especially with such a with no preseason uh, but, i'm just gonna i'm just gonna say he's a flop already though because he doesn't get a goal uh, yet I'm honestly like i mean he was getting close like uh, let me just see uh, total shots. He had one shot. Okay. But he but, didn't have any like big opportunities that he missed or anything. He had one. And that was, uh, and that really wasn't like a full big pass to him. That was a uh, goody header. And that header, you know, went a bit wide, but Kuipers, if he was running, if he was just like a little bit faster, if he started his run just a bit sooner, he could have gotten to it and redirected it on on net. But like, I wouldn't put that as a big thing. And like I said, you know, that's more just like, you know, uh, feeling the rhythm of the team. That that's mm. a that's a vibes thing. That's fair then. Uh, then we move on to uh, Shihos is showing his age at this point, and he's looking a bit slow. Man. Uh, that was where that that was uh, one of the goals that was given up. I think the I think it was the second goal, where he just completely isn't able to get to it. He, he he's looking a bit slow. They also don't have him as captain anymore, so that's another thing that Alex is going to be asking about on Wednesday. 
Yeah, I don't know what's I don't know what's going on with that. That that's not right. Like, I, 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 so is he not officially? Because then that means he's not club captain. Shakiri, yeah, Shakiri is captain. And also, no offense to Shakiri, because he like he could be. I guess he, I, I guess he does captain Switzerland, but Switzerland Shakiri is a different ball game. I don't like having a player like Shakiri be the captain because you kind of want him to focus on just goals and assists and just kind of like worrying about stuff in the final third. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's like when back in the day when like people don't want Messi to be captain because like well, you want him to just focus on goals and assists and like creating things up top. You don't want him to worry about leading the team and tactics and organizing and blah blah blah. Well, it's also interesting that like you know the rules in MLS now is like you know the the confrontation rule where like only the captain can go up and talk to the ref. So maybe it was Shakira going up to the ref one too many times and being like, okay, fine, you know what, she Rafa, are you fine with this? Because would do this so that we don't have him get booked every game. <laughs> that would be clever. That would but be funny. I, 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 I worry what's going to be the question. And also, unfortunately, you got to scrap all those other questions because hopefully the first question one day is, hey, you guys playing in the Open Cup? Hopefully someone will ask that. He's been asked that. They've been asked that multiple times and he's answered, actually. You got to keep like, asking. Klop- Klopas has, been, has, has gone on record saying that he does want to play in the Open Cup. Like oh, that's, okay, that's good. Like it's that's not good, like though. he can do anything about that. That's right. <laughs> he wants it. You know, obviously he ca- like he come like the Fire are a team that cares about the Open Cup because we are so close to having the most titles in the Open Cup and we've been that close for years now. We want the Open Cup. The problem is MLS. That's not on us. That's MLS. And it's going to I've got a feeling MLS will put the Fire in as one of like the eight teams. I don't know if MLS will care about the fire that much. That'd be so funny. Yeah, that's that's so, what I'm saying. Like, if the MLS takes think... away the fire when the fire literally have nothing else, it'd be so funny. So yeah, so, yeah. Uh, also, when uh, when Shakiri came off because he, he was taken off, I think that was they put on Acosta for him. Um, when they took Shakiri off, the armband was not passed to Shihos. You want to guess who was given the armband? It was Herbers. I saw he it. Had was it was Herbers. <laughs> Wait, Why? So, but then the problem is, yeah, there goes your your Shakiri idea. Yeah, so that's Unless why like, Shihos asked to like of lesser responsibility. Or there's another distinct possibility of I, pettiness. I think, oh, I was, that's not what I was. I'll say my point real quick because I got a feeling yours is more of like a theory. My theory is that maybe Klopas doesn't see Shihos as a guaranteed starter anymore, so it makes it easier to take the armband off him. Does that make sense? It's that like is when possible. Maguire, it's when Maguire stopped being Man U captain because he started getting benched. You're petty. I'm intrigued by where the hell you're going with this. You remember the quote from earlier in the season? You were still covering the team when that quote was given. I think you were. Oh, no, no. you weren't. No. Uh, no, it was the exact... Actually, no, it was the exact uh, press conference that you probably asked about. Because... Uh, oh, the one I didn't make it... I, I didn't get like an email for, so I asked why I did it, yeah, and then I got told... that yeah. one. I think th- because that was the one where Shiho says we are not good enough, <laughs> and there is a theory now that it is very petty, and they're like, "Okay, cool, you're not captain anymore." If if that is what's happened, you sack Frank Klopas tomorrow. Genuinely, not Klopas. Not Klopas. It could have come from the top. It could have come you, from you, heights. You sack you sack heights tomorrow. You you sack all of them tomorrow. To be fair, like I don't like that 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 is a theory. That it's just a theory, a game theory. Um, sack everyone then. 
And you but know, like, what? I'm wor- if Klopas gives a non-answer Wednesday, then yeah, we're finished. Man, well, I mean, and I will say yours does have some credence to it because of how like looks a bit slow. He doesn't look like he's quite. He's not quite at the level that he was before. He is now, like when he showed up to the fire, he was above MLS quality, and then last season he was solidly MLS quality, and now. It's a bit shaky. Like last season was just like, oh, he made a few mental mistakes. This season, I didn't see any mental mistakes, but he's just a bit slow. And so him and Pineda on as as our center backs, we, we were we were struggling with any sort of speed. And that that's that's why there were so many offsides in that game, because of that speed. So like I guess it's kind of a good thing because it's an accidental offside trap. <laughs> But yeah, that's uh, it's concerning. Um, I don't think Argoni played bad. Uh, ne- up next on there though is uh, got some Tom Barlow. I think I met- yeah, I already mentioned he should have chipped it. Uh, he went for the five hole, didn't work out. So yeah, that's uh, that's the game. Do you have any questions? <laughs> uh, is that did you read through everything I had underlined? I thought I had another underlined point. I closed the game plan because. I opened my window. It's, well, you didn't know you didn't know Gasper was there. You, did did, know. you didn't know Fervors was still starting, and you had a lot of question marks about the captain stuff. That was it. That was okay. That's all my underlying points. Yeah, uh, that's fair enough. Then, um, no. Like I think overall the fire it's, it's actually, a good result. Obviously. Well, not just good, not just good result, but like they played well. They played well. Oh, Jiggly, you know what this is setting up. This is going to come across the talks, but you know what this is setting up. This is going to set up in like two months' time when the Fire have like one win and everyone's going to go, man, remember when they played well in Philadelphia? What the hell happened after that? This feels like a one-off. That's what I was saying. That's what I was saying at the bar, which was that like there are a few people there. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, it's a it's a point in, in Philadelphia, like one of the best teams over the past three years. Like Tim was saying that. And I'm just like, the Fire suck at the beginning of the season. We need wins. If well, we cannot win this game when it is in reach, that's a problem. Uh, yeah, I think I disagree with that first part, but I, I like the idea of like, honestly, you almost kind of want to just go for it at this point. And the Fire do well historically in Philadelphia, from what I remember, for some reason. Like, they don't Actually, usually no. get smoked around. But, well, they, they don't, they don't get usually get, they don't usually get smoked, but they don't win. <laughs> yeah, but don't, well, I'm probably just lying to be they fair. They haven't won in like, maybe a decade. You know I how think? big of a bigger result it could be if they actually just won that game, but yeah. also I don't know how close the off. Uh, you said one of the offsides was way off, so maybe. But like usually, the team gets two goals rolled off. That's not great. They lost four one in Philadelphia. I don't remember this. I don't remember this Let me game just at check all. This. It's weird. No, I'm on full mob right now. One nil loss, four one loss, one one tie, two one loss, two nil loss, three nil loss in the Open Cup, three one loss, three one loss. Damn, it always feels like Chicago does better in Philadelphia than they actually do. Huh. Well, you know, uh, Corey Burke. It's all based on expectations. You forgot Corey that, Burke. <laughs> that's also when I realized the other, the other time I'm making a comeback to fire Twitter. The one instance is when I tweet I'm so lonely during a random game. And the second is if slash when Corey Burke scores, I will just tweet out Corey Burke scores and then hashtag CFI7. Everyone's going to get mad at me and it'll be really funny. So there's that. Yeah, the fire have not won in Philadelphia since 2017. Fair enough, then. Um, 
No, I mean, there's it's you got you the fire play again, and they will keep playing again. And I will. I, I'm getting better at my my um, what's it called? Ap- a- apathetic thing, where the game was happening, and I thought the game is happening. Good for them. Good for them. I, I was That's a little. Is good for them. I was a little rustled when they they made it two one against. I'm like, there's no shot these dudes not win in Philadelphia to start the year, but they, that's okay. We'll get there. I mean, that's that, that, that's what I mean. That like, it was a winnable game, and then they didn't win they it. Did have they did have the lead in like twice. going into stoppage time, which is tough. They had the lead that twice, is... and then they had Tom Barlow with the game on his foot in a one on one situation. And you know, at least at least that wasn't um, Kuipers because that would have been a tough start to his career. Um, yeah, I still don't know why they have Tom Barlow because literally Quitsias is the same, if not better. So it, it will be a little sad if Kutsia stops getting minutes. But I also, think how that do you they're gonna play start, him I think they're gonna start Barlow using they're gonna start using Kutsias as a winger. Yeah, but you already have sure. Mueller on the bench. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I I can guess what they're doing. I cannot figure out why. Oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah. It's it's weird. Like I I this was a promising game. The problem is that it's not it exactly gar- like it doesn't guarantee linear success. Yeah, exactly. If you and knew like, if this was a normal team and you knew okay they can build on this, that's a different thing. But this is the fire. This is MLS. These are almost all one-off performances mostly. And you consider the first three games are going to be against three teams that will have like midweek uh that that will have like midweek international. Wait, uh, is Cincinnati playing play. this midweek? I think they are. Oh, Hold that's on. so fortunate for the fire then. If they keep getting spoon fed these, like, it, yeah, they're playing schedule. midweek. That's a, that's a fortunate breakout again. It's gonna be at least at least this one's gonna be at home. <laughs> but uh, yeah, oh, since he's they, gonna they be already, playing midweek, they, they already won two nil away, so they, that actually won't matter at all. Then it won't matter. They're, it won't matter too much. But the thing is, is that like they're gonna be the fire gonna be playing against Cincinnati, who will have a midweek game. Uh. Let me just check if Columbus have a midweek game. They play Columbus? That's a tough start to the year. But Columbus will also have a midweek game for round of 16 in in the uh, Champions League before the fire. So, like, the fire are going up against three different teams that on a normal week are a nightmare. But at this point in time, very nice to have them. Because they're not, they they, they won't be fully up to speed. they'll, They'll be a bit tired. So like, yeah, that's great. But that also mean it goes back to what we were saying last year, which was like we won't know who this fire team is until like July. <laughs> but I think I think we will know sooner than July this season. Uh, but definitely not within the first few weeks of the season because I think that these first few weeks are de- are not quite like against teams that are working. <laughs> sure. The games will happen. The games will happen. I also want to say that it was the, like I said, uh, Tim brought me out to the uh, to, to to the barn burners watch party, and it was a very nice time with the people there. That's it's nice. Ni- it's it's nice to see people again. And uh, the big the, one of the biggest cheers of the night was for when Tom Barlow came out. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Tom Barlow came out? I walked out. Let's say that. 
What do you mean walked out? Like, when Tom Barlow came out on came up on the screen, uh, at, at, at waiting to waiting to run on. Oh, when he was getting okay. On. He was getting cheered. Okay, that's good. Yeah, the biggest cheer in that in that bar was for Tom Barlow. <laughs> he's a, he's a good man. Hey, you know what? Eddie Rock was probably. I was gonna make that joke earlier. Eddie Rock probably started doing flips when Barlow missed that instead of scoring. <laughs> it's like yes. Didn't get to play much. Didn't get to score. This, oh, he this, did my, tell this, me. It's the did, perfect trade so far. He did tell me that, like, uh, that he he's really hoping that Barlow gets like you know maybe seven or eight goals on the season. So it gets like it gets pretty close, and like people are like, "Hey, wait, you might have to do that." Wait, wait, wait. So the the fire, a man who is working with the fire, who was probably partially responsible for bringing in Tom Barlow, is hoping he scores less than ten goals. <laughs> he's I'm like, sorry. It, it, well, I know this is all like in jest, and this is funny, but that I don't, that that is wild. Well, basically, well, basically, it's just sort of like, yeah, I want him to score as many goals as he can without making me walk all the way to New Jersey. So Eddie Rock, <laughs> in Eddie Rock, Eddie Rock's mind, the dream scenario is that Tom Barlow has nine on decision day, and the Fire need a win to to make the playoffs, and then Tom Barlow does not score. <laughs> Eddie Rock does not want the Fire to make the playoffs. That's good to know. Tom Barlow oh. would not be willing to sacrifice anything to see the. Okay, that's Tom Barlow will not sacrifice anything. <laughs> you're gonna. It's gonna be decision day. And Tom Barlow will be through on goal, and you're gonna see Eddie Rock sprint onto the field and take him out. <laughs> just just full, slide football tackle. tackle, football and, tackle, him. and then like they just end the game right there. Rugby high tackle. Just fire, send him to the mat. <laughs> that's like the fire series finale. That's just how it ends. Uh, I, I roll credits. Yeah. <laughs> There's like nothing. The MLS season just ceases to exist. Chicago Fire, Chicago Fire FC was filmed in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> Chicago Fire FC died on the way back to its home planet. <laughs> stupid, stupid team. Uh, they play Cincinnati. The Chicago Fire, Saturday. the Chicago Fire FC was filmed in front of a live studio audience in uh, in Burbank, California. Typically, <laughs> <laughs> uh, have, have fun Saturday. Yeah, it's it's, it's going to be against Cincy. Like I said, they're going to be coming off of a midweek game. But like you said, it's not going to really be one that matters that much. Yeah, they're at home. They're up to now. Against a Jamaican team. <laughs> uh, Cavaliers. Uh, no, they're from Cleveland, Jiggly. Uh, no, it's Cavaliers FC. Uh, I got confused when I saw that because I thought it was Calvary FC, <laughs> which is the Canadian team. <laughs> okay. I forgot where there, there's that the Canadian Premier League is weird because they have a bunch of teams that don't have the place they're from in their name. <laughs> it's just Forge FC, Cavalry FC. Okay, cool. Where <laughs> is there a team in Winnipeg? <laughs> you gotta find that out yourself. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's gonna be. Do you have like I know? Yeah, you don't care. Like, do you have a prediction? Based on what you have heard, unfortunately, you're not going to like this, but it, it does feel like that game where, like, the fire lose two 0 and everyone goes, "Ah, damn it, <laughs> ah, balls," you know. I you know feel, what I mean? I feel like that's not going to be until the Columbus game. I think the Columbus game is going to be that. I think no, that no, no, but Columbus point... is away. If the fire lose away okay. to Columbus, that's whatever. That's normal. But like a that's home expected. loss on opening day. Uh, against like it's like Cincinnati's still good, but Fire fans are gonna gaslight themselves. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I got well, a feeling it'll be they, like it won't even like a terrible performance. The Fire will just kind of like underperform, lose to nil, and everyone will go, 
Ah, dang. It's, it's, it's just uh, everyone just sort of walks home. Yeah, it's, it's the John Boy's Vikings documentary at the end. It's like, ah, damn it. Ah, dang it. Yeah. So, yeah. So. Uh, I, th- I think that. Obviously, I think I'll need a whole I'll need the whole week to really think about what I want as like my specific like score prediction. But I do think that the fire can win this. Well, I mean, there obviously, I say, I'm saying like can win it. But like, look, hey. I have that there will be what I wrote down as like, you know, all of these are the winnable games. That number will decrease as, as the season goes on. And I'm saying like, this is a problem. This is a problem. This is a problem. There's a lot of things that may be problems, but I don't see them as problems yet because I haven't seen them be problems yet. When I see it as a problem, that's when it starts getting into the calculations. So right now I didn't see too much that last game that worries me completely. Obviously, that lack of speed on defense is worrying. I think that, honestly, what I want to see, because Aragoni can play on, on anywhere, anywhere in the defense. I want Dean starting at right back and Aragoni starting at left back. If Gutman is injured, I want that. Two weeks into the season, and you're already moving the full back into the center back. No, no, left back. A left back. Eh, that's not bad. I mean, because yeah, I was about to ask, I mean. who, the, I was about ask can... who the hell is going to play left back now? Yeah, so that's what I mean. Like, well, because, yeah, Gasper isn't really that good unless they have somebody who's going to be really working on defense. And obviously, Goody can't really work that hard on defense. I, honestly, what you'd want to do is you'd start Mueller at left wing because he's going to track back on defense. Because Marin does track back, but he's not good at it. <laughs> and nice. Shakiri is not going to track back. Goody is not good at tracking. Like, it is is a combination of yeah he does track back kind of but he's very much not good at it so to the point that he doesn't really track back that much so if you pair up somebody who is not good defensively on the wing with a fullback that is going to be spending most of their time in the attacking zone you're gonna want to like fix that so i think that I'd rather see, because like I said, Argoni can play in anywhere on that defensive line. So move him from right back to left back and start Dean on right back. You're I think that worried, that's the best way to go. You're worried about all this. The fire whiteboard in the, the, the room is just Klopas just written down start Herbers and that, that's all he's got. <laughs> that's all that matters. The, the, the whiteboard has Phineas and Ferbers on it. <laughs> yeah, wait, so that'll be interesting then. Does I assume Acosta replaces Jimenez then when he's ready to go. That'll no. Be funny. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, I guess then. I, I guess when you consider it like that, apparently. you can't yeah. bench Herbers. <laughs> you are legally not allowed to. Legally speaking, you are not allowed to bench Herbers. That is, uh, that, that, by law, oh. actually, <laughs> it's, it's written in the Constitution of these United States. <laughs> you cannot bench Herbers. Particularly, <laughs> I'm going to go walk outside. It's, it's a nice, beautiful day. It's, it's nice outside. I should do that too, but I'm not. I got to okay. write my column and edit. <laughs> You had more time to write the column because we started this later. Which yeah, you said. I watched Avatar. <laughs> and, the, and the damn episode. Um, I'm, I'm jiggly. I've still been odd, none. Eat the rich, protect trans rights. <laughs>